0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Roquan Smith wants to get paid. We are on the eve as I'm speaking right now of the Bears first practice training camp 2022 is here. Herb and I breaking down the press conferences today. A quirky there's a word Ryan Poles. The Fluce was on his game. Justin Fields spoke. So did Justin Jones, Jalen Johnson. The Bears are back. The Windy City Training Camp Podcast It starts right now. Showtime. I'm going through this, Herb. Just saying that there is no doubt, not even... I'm thinking uh, about holding out this
2: episode. Yeah,
1: Sorry. <laughs> we, we, we can't have that we need you in here today because look there is no doubt by anyone by any measure that Roquan Smith is the best player on the Bears defense he's arguably the best player on the team he is in his prime he is somebody that you pay he is somebody that Ryan Poles expressed love for today both as the player and the person but we're sitting here right now uh with him unsigned and, and pulse being pretty evasive today uh, at the press conference. So I'm assuming this is going to get done, but it's interesting that we're at this point. You just shook your head on that. Are, are you, are you, are you wondering if it gets done is, are you, are you skeptical? I'm a little bit skeptical only because we're talking about a new
2: GM. There's no track record. There's no history of how he deals with this sort of thing. And so I don't know, right. I don't know where he values Roquan Smith, not as an individual player, but as a building block in this process, right? How does he see Roquan Smith fitting into this total rebuild? Does he value him at a $20 million a year inside linebacker, which is where Roquan thinks he deserves to be and quite frankly does deserve to be. But does Post see it that way? I don't know. And if he doesn't, then who blinks first? I don't see Roquan as an I'm going to blink first kind of guy, but I also understand that Ryan Poles probably doesn't want to set a precedent for what happens when you hold out against me, especially not in my first year. And so I think that this thing could get real egotistical and it could turn into a long game of chicken. And I don't know how that turns out.
1: So that's interesting. uh, If you think that Poles is going to try to draw a solid line in the sand. Do not mess with me. You're going to get paid when you get paid. When I feel you're going to get paid, and I, I have had all offseason to consider this, and we've made the decision that we want to see you play your fifth year out with Matt Eberflus with his defense and see what it looks like. But that's just confusing to me. There is no way that he's not going to be successful in this defense. He's going to make a zillion cackles in this defense is what's going to happen. And so, look, you had a purge this offseason. Right. You you traded Khalil Mack. You, you, you got rid of Allen Robinson. You could easily have been like, you know, look, Roquan's a great player, but we're not ready to win right now, and we need assets, so we're trading you. They didn't do that. So you had to, like – These you you when you're in his position, you play this out. How if we keep him, where's it gonna go? He had to know that this was at least if we don't pay him and we keep him, that this was a viable possibility, right? Sure, sure. And so I'm I'm just I'm confused by that part of it. Do you like the player? Do you know apparently you like the player, but you're not sure? Is that what it is? I don't know how sure you are, or how sure you want to be, but
2: I, and but also, how much leverage do you have in terms of a trading? You know what I'm saying? Block like I don't know what I don't know how big of a, a chip you have in terms of being able to trade him. Because if you are talking about I'm going to trade him because I don't want to sign him, then everybody understands whether it's this summer or next, he's going to be out here for me to go. And why do I have to kind of leverage some of my own uh, assets for that purpose? Now, could this turn into a sign and trade type of deal? perhaps, you know, I I want Roquan to be the next great middle linebacker in Chicago for a decade. That just makes sense. We seem to always have one. We're supposed to have one. It is our birthright as Bears fans and followers to have an all pro caliber middle linebacker. That being said, I don't know that Pose cares that much about that. And if he does, then we'll probably see him get this thing worked out. If he doesn't, I'm not sure it's going to get solved really, really quickly. I'm re- I'm really not sure about
1: that. David, appreciate seeing you give Roquan Smith a contract extension. Five years, $100 million. Hashtag bear down. Thank you, David. And Candace, good to see you in. And Candace, Candace will put her own money on it, Herb. she said I got five on it. <laughs> Candace, we, you, don't need to, you don't need to hook up the McCaskies. They can afford this if they want to do it. The Bears are sitting on $20 million yep. roughly in cap space right now fourth most in the league so you could front load a deal which is always it's rare that people do that but it is the smart thing to do pay him your money now give yourself the flexibility on the back end yeah uh you know they're 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 right now they're they're on the hold for just under 10 million this year paying to roquan i just if you again, I'm just saying it one more time. If you didn't like the dude, then 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 you make a deal. You're saying yeah. that well, maybe they maybe they look to make a deal and they didn't feel like, oh, that's not that value is not good enough. So we're gonna keep him and we're gonna deal with this holdout. And there's no way that he's gonna sit all season. So and we don't care if he doesn't like us. He's also, by the way, representing himself. So I you know that shouldn't be too difficult to deal with because that's gotta be a huge strain on a player, you know, just I hate, like, I mean, who, who is he talking to?
2: Like, like that's, that's. This is a dude who's been everything you've asked him to be. You took him well, not, not this regime, but the bears took him number eight overall first round pick again, to step in and be the next in the long lineage of inside linebackers for the bears. You brought him here to do that. He's done that high level on the football field. Every time you need a player to step up and talk to the media, he's first in line. Sure. I'll go answer the tough questions sure i'll stand in front of this i'll go do the community events he's done everything you've asked him to do pay the guy he's shown up to all of the voluntary workouts things he didn't have to do he was always the guy there even when a vast majority of the defense a couple years ago was like yeah we're not coming he said i'm gonna come anyway i'm with y'all y'all cool do y'all think but i'm gonna go ahead and show up because i think i'm supposed to he's been a model citizen for you reward the guy pay the guy and he's also shown you, too, that if you're talking about contract negotiations, he's not a guy who's going to blink. He was the very last player in his entire draft class to sign his rookie deal about some language in the contract. And he's like, yeah, I don't like the language. I'm not signing. He missed 29 days of camp his first year and then came in and still balls. So this isn't a guy who's going to blink on principle. He's, he, he's going to stand on what he believes in, and if he thinks – that you are devaluing him or disrespecting him, I do not see him caving to outside pressure, to inside pressure. He came. He showed up today. I'm going to check in. I'm just not playing. I'm not doing nothing. And, and I don't think that he's the type of guy who's going to give in easily to that.
1: Let's also just remind everybody just how consistent Roquan's been. Solo tackles, 89 his rookie year, 66 his is second year, which uh, he missed four games, 98-2020, 95-21. Total tackles have, have, have been there every single year, 122, 101, 139, 163. The dude is you know straight all over the field remember of course that there were 17 games last year so factor that in as well but look look we've all watched him play we've all we we've we've all seen him uh be right where he is supposed to exactly be be physical uh sure he's gotten beat uh, in coverage what linebacker hasn't that's all, that's never going to look you know great when they when uh, it happens, but like, don't, don't tell me that this is an athletic dude. This is a physical guy. This is everything that you're naming as far as the off the field stuff. Um, and he's 25 years old. You know, I, I understand that we're in a rebuild here, but don't, you, you tell me he doesn't have a good three, four years back, and that's all that—that that is all you can look out in an NFL when you're. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, uh, I, I what did what did you make of the way Polls went about his business today? Comes in, th- throws him the love, right? And then won't really answer anything, um, and is you know I tried I tried to move it over. To, I, I messed up my question. I should have said, "Hey Matt, hey hey Fleuse, have you talked to this dude about not having this guy?" Because I, I just asked him to compare him to Darius Leonard, so we get a, so like uh, you mm-hmm. know I, I wanted right. something where he'd be like, "Yeah, that's exactly what he should get paid," which is right at your hundred million dollar right, level. Right, um, right. So, but I should I I mean, hey loose. are you making any late night calls to Polls? If I had to do it over again to, to get this guy uh, going, because we need him. I mean, and, I, and he wouldn't have answered that either. But like, I, 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 you know, it was it was odd to me, although very Bears like how how coy Polls was about the thing. He says something super nice, and then we literally won't answer anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, you come in, you talk about how you love the guy as a player and a person, but then you don't answer any questions about why you're at a standoff with him about paying him what he clearly deserves. And it was interesting watching polls in that press conference today. I think it became apparent to him at some point while he was sitting up there that the honeymoon is over, right? The honeymoon with you and Chicago media is over. Like he came in here, everybody nails the introductory press conference. There was nothing to press you about the second time or third time we talked to you, but now there's a lot going on. There's a lot of questions that you need to answer. And he did not seem too thrilled with the line of questioning. It's like, listen, nobody's trying to attack you but there are questions that need answers and if you think that you're going to sit in front of us and just duck all these questions you're going to open up your press conference and say hey i love roquan don't ask me about it yeah whatever like about <laughs> roquan like like you know what i mean like, like we're gonna we're gonna we're yes. gonna get to this and so i think he realized today that number one this is in kansas city this chicago you know what i mean um it, it's it's a it's a it's a famous dj named dj ferris has got a that's got a drop and he said, "This Chicago, like you got to understand that this is Chicago. This is not Kansas City. The media is different. The market is different. The fans are different, and uh, therefore the demand on you is going to be different." I think he realized that today.
1: He looks constipated up there. That's what. That's that's the look <laughs> on his face. Like you, you need shout you out need to a- Dion Miller for calling it out. She's like, yeah. you look
2: like <laughs> you don't look happy to answer these questions. I was like, shout out <laughs> to Dion Miller for calling
1: that out. It, it was a it was a great di moment. You were awesome today, always Herb. I, you, you, what was what was your favorite question that you asked? Is because I'm I'm like blanking on everything, but it, it was some good stuff out of you today.
2: Uh, well, I, I I like asking you know Justin about how he responded to um, his lack of dominance last year. Right, I don't believe he failed that. I really don't. I don't really want to view his rookie season as a failure. But I asked him about um, in comparison to. Derek Jeter, I've been watching that captain documentary, which is really, really good, by the way. If you haven't seen it, check that out. Um, but in it, Derek Jeter is talking about his failures early on in his professional career at A-ball and rookie ball. And he was like, Man, I started to doubt myself. Like, I didn't think I could do it. I started, I kind of wanted to quit and go back home. And so I just wanted to ask Justin, you know, how did he deal with not dominating for what had to be the first time ever in his life? And you know, he answered it very, very well. I thought he was very honest about it in terms of you know, understanding his shortcomings from last year, but saying that they, he used them to motivate him. He said, I'm going to continue to be motivated by my failures until we win a Super Bowl. And I liked hearing that. Um, it was also interesting when I asked both Flues and Pose about, you know, whether or not they would be disappointed if their second-round picks, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, are not week one starters. And it was like radio silence for about three awkward seconds. And it was like... Uh I should have framed it different so I could have gotten an answer to both of them, but fluce answered it. I thought I enjoyed asking that question too.
1: Yeah, when you were doing the uh the Jeter thing, I was like, What is uh, what is my guy? Where's he going here? Uh, like the captain, and I'm like, Oh my god, we're we're getting a story out of her. We're getting, we're getting a little, I'm giving you a window into what I'm doing in my life, Justin Fields. <laughs> how, how, I'm watching the captain and I'm thinking of you. And then and then he and then and then Fields kind of like sat back and then he just sort of smiled and started. It was a great answer. So I Good. was like, look at my look at my guy just just making moves at, at camp. And Jason Leeser's coming up to you saying, oh man, great questions again, Herb. Like you you just you just make moves. The Hall they should rename it. Damn it, let's go, <laughs> Herb Herb Howard Hall. Let's let, 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 let's live this dream. But I you know. I, I wanted to get in with Fields and I tried and and I failed today, which is I mean I'm gonna when the head hits the pillow tonight I'm gonna have to remember that try to do better tomorrow. <laughs> but I wanted to ask him, you know, what are your expectations for yourself this season? And he said over and over again today, which I think is how he would have answered it with me is just 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 win games. Like that's that's basically what he's saying. But I, I'm curious, like, do you have any you know? what, what numbers are you looking at? Like, yeah. do you, do you, do you, uh, you know, do you expect whenever we get to talk to him again, I mean, we'll have much more information, you know, and how this, I thought one little piece that came out today where, you know, Flus was asked how much are you going to play these guys in the preseason and quarterbacks haven't played in the preseason Fields is clearly going to play. He's going to he needs to hundred percent. No one would argue that, uh, you know, I don't, if Matt Nagy was still here, he might not, he, he literally might not have put him back on the field. So, uh, you know, there's a lot and we'll get to the offensive line in a second here. So he's going to be out there. Uh, but I, I, I'm i wondering, do you expect to play, do you expect to be out of the pocket a whole lot more this year? I would i would assume the answer to that is yes, but I, I would have been interested to see if you would acknowledge it. And, you know, I, I'd be curious, like, does, does he have a rushing number that mm. he's looking at? Like does does he want to be would 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 it appeal to him to lead the team or be right there with David Montgomery in running the football? Um, Because if you look at successful quarterbacks, you know that that have won games with not you know an elite defense and not an elite wide receiver crew, you've got to do some Lamar Jackson stuff here. You're you're you know he's he's there they're going to have to use all of his weapons if they're going to be successful. So I'm wondering, like, you know, I'm assuming he'll do it. He's, he's, you know, as competitive as they come, but uh, I'd be wondering if he was, you know, just, just thinking about like, I'm going to run the ball a whole lot more this year. That's part of my plan of how i want to make this offense hum. Yeah. I'd also be interested
2: to see, you know, how he feels. And he always, you know, downplays this idea of outside noise and outside judgment and expectations and things like that. But I, it had, you, you just mentioned how much of a competitor he is. It has to get at him when he hears people you know, refer to him on the lower end of the young quarterbacks in the league, in terms of the, the Justin Herbert, so the Trevor Lawrence stuff. the world. It's like, you you hear this stuff, like, and it has to bother you because you guys have been the same age for a long time. You've lit these dudes up, you know what I mean? Your entire life you've lit these dudes up, and now everybody's like, I think they're better than you. It's like, what? That, ha- that has to bother you just a bit. And I don't know that it's fair to him, considering the circumstance that he's inherited versus some of those other guys. But I, I would, I would love to hear an honest answer from him, like, yeah, that bothers me, and I can't wait to prove everybody wrong.
1: Did you make anything out of he was up there for those who uh, didn't watch the Bears press conference today? And actually, you you have a life, and you're not sitting there watching Bears <laughs> press conference in the middle of the day, which is good on you. But he he was up there with Lucas Patrick, his new center, and I I didn't think I thought that was interesting. Like, wasn't you know you two are going to be a thing uh this is your vet this is your center this is a guy that's gonna create some security for you and by the way you're gonna do the first press conference together and i mean 90 percent of the questions were for justin but uh that looks like a little bit of a mama bear if you will here on, on lucas patrick he's he's he, he wants to take care of his guy
2: you know it was interesting when they kind of walked in there together and we all kind of joked about it like is he here to protect Justin? Like, don't ask him that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm protecting at all times from everything. And it, it was very, very interesting to see them put them two together. One, because, first of all, Lucas Patrick isn't going to get any questions, right? Like, you put, you, could, you put QB1 up there, he's going to get at least 90% of the questions. And so there are things we would like to talk to Lucas Patrick about. But if we've got 10 or 15 minutes to talk to him and Justin, then we just aren't going to talk to him. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, bringing them like together like that, I think, was definitely strategic. I think they have to be married, though. I think they kind of have to develop that bond. You've got to be really, really close with your center as a quarterback. you guys got to kind of see things through the same set of eyes in terms of, you know, how we're going to block things, whether we're sliding, but also this kind of nonverbal communication, just to look at each other after a play or right before a play. Or small little subtle touches, you know, that says, Hey, I tapped you on your hip over here. That means something. Or I did like those types of things. Um, they're going to have to develop those things over time. And so the sooner they can get married, the better. But I definitely thought that was interesting to see when they walked in there
1: together. Yep. 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 Uh, I love that little little tap. Let's get on the same page here. Let's somehow get an edge, the, the two of you. Shock is strong. Good to see you uh, listening on your drive Shaka home from so. work. That's, that's an upper level play right there. Uh, let's see. Uh, What's up, Jay Capone? You appreciate your loyalty. Uh, let's see. Way to go, RP, aka RPG, blowing up our worthless all o- o- line in years past, providing our franchise quarterback with an effective alignment in Sho- Schofield and Reef. All right, so let's get to let's get to our line has improved significantly, upgraded overnight. Okay, way to go, Ryan Poles. I got it. Okay, sorry there. I, that took me a minute to to uh, decode this. Yeah, I got, okay. I got it right when you got it too. I didn't get it before the initial RP, RPG. Yeah. Okay, I got it. <laughs> so here, this is a, Ryan Paul's been busy. Let's go get Michael Schofield. Let's let's get it. We're gonna we got ourselves a right guard. And when I saw that, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, and we were talking about this today, I'm like, I, I was gonna tweet it and I didn't. But I'm like, they probably are looking for a tackle too. If you're adding there, this guy's not blind. And so then he goes out and he gets Riley Reef. Uh, long time Iowa guy, go Hawkeyes! Thank you for, to the alma mater. Thirty three years old, been around the block. So been all a of a sudden, in this league, all this been, time, but bo- both of them, they both of them have played a yeah. bunch. So all of a sudden, you know, we the whole the O line looks completely different. I don't think either of these guys are elite, uh, but but I do. But they're, yeah, pros. they're pros. They're pros. So uh, you know, I, I good good job, Ryan Poles. I don't I don't know what this means necessarily for. Tevin Jenkins slash Larry Borum slash uh, uh, Lucas Davenport. But, you know, this is, uh, you know, you got to feel better about what's going on up front today than you did two days ago. Yeah, I think the the,
2: the, the security blanket is there. Again, are these elite guys? No, but they are pros. You're talking about even Schofield's got 80-something stars under his belt. Riley Reeves has been in this league for a decade. Iowa only turns out pretty good offensive linemen. Uh, your boy Daniels, maybe notwithstanding. No, I'm kidding. I don't I don't want to knock James Daniels like that. But Iowa turns out offensive linemen all the time. And so uh, you bring in those two guys. And I think still the ideal plan would be for the young guys to come through this offseason, come through training camp, get through preseason, and solidify those spots. If the young guys can beat out those veterans, then that's ideal. But if they don't, you have some pros to fall back on. Because before this week, if those young guys didn't ascend and become starters, like productive starters, you were kind of up a creek. And so at least that's not the case anymore.
1: Who do you think starts at right tackle? Probably Riley Reef. You think he plays right tackle? Who do you think plays left tackle? Probably Larry Borum.
2: Okay. Right now, if I had to bet on it right now, I would go Borum... White hair, Patrick,
1: Schofield, Reef. If it if it actually goes that way, that feels pretty good. Because if you I if bet. you if if you well, I'm just saying from a standpoint that if Larry Borum can actually step in and be a left tackle, now you got a young left, you have a young second-year cheap left tackle. That would be sweet. Um, if he can't do it and it's between him and Tevin Jenkins on the right side, and you gotta take old man Riley Reef and say, go over there on the left side and do your best at 33. Yeah, that doesn't feel great. Yeah, no, Does- I was more excited last year about the Jason Peters signing at
2: 40 than I am about Riley Reef at 33. So again, not elite, but
1: stabilizing. Yeah. All right. And I don't know. I, I don't know how Braxton Jones is feeling right now, our southern Utah man, but uh you were a starter for a day, you you we're you were at, you, you 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 were there. You goaded up Justin Fields on Insta, um, that and and now you're gonna have to you know work your way through, which is probably better for you in the end. Uh, let's see here, d says Jenkins. D-man says Jenkins on the right
2: side. Listen, I'm not opposed to that. I think ideally, again, I think ideally you want all these young kids to win. Ideally, you want these young kids to beat out Reef. And Schofield. But if I had to bet on it right now, and what I would say was the safest thing for, I don't know, Justin Fields, I would go with that group. I I came first. But I'm not opposed to Jenkins being that right tackle. I'm not opposed to Jenkins being that right guard, which you mentioned before. Carm, like, putting him at right guard. And so I think that that's a possibility, too. And so we'll see.
1: Well, and that almost, like, sort of brings back to the Roquan conversation, at least in a little bit of a way. Because, look, Ideally, this is a growth year. We all know this. Uh, so, if Jenkins can is good enough to be on the field, same thing with Borum. You would obviously rather do that than playing the two veterans. However, uh, you 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 don't want to get Justin Fields killed. So Come they're out. so the number one thing is Fields' development over the offensive lines' development. So you might end up playing veterans. The reason why I'm saying bringing it back to Roquan is like look his leverage is at least somewhat muted because the Bears are not trying to win. So, yeah, fluce wants to win. The players want to win. But Poles isn't sitting here right now saying, like, I got to have him in there tomorrow because it's a Super Bowl season, and we got to be all systems flowing here on July 27th, day one of training camp at Lake Forest, come on out. Like, the Bears have some... They have a little bit of a cushion here. Like, look, we can negotiate a little. We can play hardball because eh, it's 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 the it's my first year here and you've got a contract and we ain't in any rush here, period. End of story.
2: No, that's a fact. They got to figure out who they are first and then they can start to try and put people in place, you know, based on, again, who they are. And I think that while they figure that process out, they probably don't want to make any huge investments like that. I understand it. I just don't know that that's a game to be playing when you think you have a piece that you're going to need going forward. But I I understand what they're doing on both sides. It's a dangerous, dangerous game. I'm curious as I go through the comments because D-Man's saying one thing, David is kind of saying the same thing, and I, I feel you guys again. But for 18 months, Larry Borum has been head and shoulders above Tevin Jenkins, and you guys don't have him in the equation. I get it. You know, you want Jenkins to step up and be the guy. He was the pick. I get it. But Larry Borm has shown himself to be more available and more productive in this short time that they've been here so far. I would put him ahead of Jenkins at left or at right at this point.
1: I completely agree, and it's it's probably not close. Tevin's had, I think, a come-to-Jesus offseason. He's lost some weight. He's changed his diet. He's – Dealt with in mini camp being put on the second team, uh ahead of ahead of rookies. Um yeah. so that, that had to be a little bit of a moment for Tevin. So I would assume highly motivated here. He he's obviously I don't know if he's fully back to a healthy, you know, before he had back problems, Tevin James, yeah. but he's got to be a whole lot better than he was. Um, and the Bears, you know, former regime, but uh, you know, Ryan Pace was super high on this dude. You know, he moved up to get him so. Hopefully the talent is there. I mean, maybe he can maybe he can close the gap on Borum, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm with you that he's got to be behind right now going into camp. It was yeah. also interesting too, like fluce Hey, hey, uh, Matt, can you tell us uh, how you're going to start out with uh, the O line? Yeah, no, you'll find out tomorrow. We don't want we don't want to give uh, San Francisco an edge here, week one. By the way, Trey Lance is officially starting. As uh, uh, they're, right. they're they've they've told Jimmy Garoppolo, we are we are a Trey team, which. Bears one and zero. Let's get this thing rolling here. Let's do um, it. Um, all right. So Brisker gets his deal. Did you make anything out of that? I wasn't worried at all. I thought Jaquan just knew that I got a little bit of extra leverage here. Y'all need me, so I'm going to try to take what I got, and then he gets himself signed. Yeah,
2: no, I was actually on a radio show or something or some show last week or something. And I was like, no, it's not a big deal. All right, this isn't kind of like back in the day where. You know, you got what you negotiated for. Once they kind of slotted those rookie contracts in, if you're drafted here or here, this is pretty much the range of money that you can get. And everything else is just kind of minute details and, you know, donning some eyes and crossing t's. I was never really worried about that. Plus, Jaquan Brisker is a guy who has a legitimate chance to come in here and be a day one starter and a difference maker on this defense. I didn't see any way that he was going to rid that position and kind of put himself down the eight ball about some – minor differences here or there again, the contracts are slotted for these rookies. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room. It's not like you can change it by X amount of millions of dollars. You're talking about some small details and things like that. So I didn't really see him you know, taking this thing too far. I figured they would get it worked out before camp started, I'm glad they did.
1: It's a great point. Like, hey, yes, you're in this position, but you start playing around here as a rookie would not have been a great strategic move because you're not getting that much more money or any or that much more, whatever you want written into your contract. So it seems like he got whatever little thing he could get and 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 now here. Uh before we jump from this this I'm glad you I'm glad
2: you weren't well, that's just exactly what I wanted to see. Uh he he says I think Lake can be a good left tackle. You have the advantage over me because I didn't see him in OTAs. I know he needed to lose some weight and get quicker with his feet. Uh so if you're saying he did that. No, I, I'll, I'll go with it. Um, interestingly enough, Ryan Poles referenced that today, right? In talking about Borum and Jenkins, he said they both have been challenged to make some changes in their body and in understanding the scheme. And so both of them had, at least in Ryan Poles' mind, some physical things they needed to get done. He said, well, they're going to report. We're going to see if they did them. And so maybe I'm listen. I'm not, in no way am I sitting here telling you, D man, that that Larry Borm is a ready-made All-Pro left tackle. I'm just telling you that over the course of the 18 months, he's clearly put himself ahead of Tevin Jenkins. That's the only thing I'm saying. And so you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how that works. We'll see what both of them have done with their bodies and how they go through camp. I'm just saying, if you had to, if you if you forced me to pick right now today, which one of them would be in the starting lineup? I would pick Borm over Jenkins. That may change over the course of the next 40 days.
1: Yeah, and D man, you're also talking about Jaquan here. Uh, a third year guarantee can be negotiated. I wasn't worried about him getting in here, but it is nice to have him here from day one, so he can maximize his time. I mean, I, I think the expectations for both him and Kyler are large, clearly. Uh, but for whatever reason, and maybe this is a endorsement for Ryan Poles, I feel pretty comfortable they're both going to be very good. You're hearing a lot of good that's words good. about both of them, so. Yeah, that's it. So okay, Ryan Poles, we got your back on these two. Good, good, good yeah. work. Good work getting some depth in the secondary. I, I mean, I yeah. asked. J-
2: go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Flutes Flute was like, "Listen, we are not afraid to play young kids right. a lot." And he said, "So if they if they're ready and they can go play 65 snaps, then they'll play 65 snaps." And that was good to hear.
1: Yeah, and uh, hey, if what he did say? What are what what are my other options here? They ain't great. So these two, even if they're not perfect, they're going to be on the field a ton. Uh, I asked Jalen about Kyler, like what he likes about him, and he 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 uh, Jalen Johnson, and he listed off a bunch of stuff. Uh, number one, his ability to play on the ball. Uh, Jalen Johnson is turning into one of my favorites. Herb, he, I love gets the, he he gets these questions from us, and he sits back. And he repeats the question, and he does his Jalen Johnson thinking about how he wants to respond. And then, to me, it feels like he's giving you an honest answer.
2: Like he always starts with an almost inaudible shit.
1: Like yeah, shit.
2: Well, (laughs) every time it's so it's so funny. And then today he's cut his hair now, so. You know, he used to have the big, you know, puffy hair. He's cut his hair now. So he's sitting up there, he's brushing his hair. He puts his do-rag on the middle of the press conference. I'm like, this dude is hilarious. He,
1: he is. He's like, you're just your own guy. And they, they, they have, I forget exactly what the question was. Something about uh, accountability or how different it is. And he's like, accountability. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's on us. What's, what's different is like the attention to detail. That you know, and so he, he named that this coaching staff is paying very close attention to basically what everyone's doing, and that everyone on the team is how, is how he said it has been called out at one point or another for loafing. I've been called out, we've all been called out, which we didn't hear any of that last year. So, yeah. or the last four years. So, well,
2: everybody was great. Everybody was hustling. Everybody was getting to the ball. Everybody was playing right. to the echo of the whistle. Everybody was doing everything right. But, interesting also, you, meant, you, read, the, you read the article one day last week or something about David Montgomery, and Darnell Mooney, and all the guys talking about not knowing what the expectation was from the previous regime. Jalen Johnson said that again, too. He said, We know what they expect. We know, like he said, the consistency. Every day we know what the expectation is, which is like, yeah, last, last year we didn't. Last regime, we didn't necessarily know the expectation. That's the third starter on this team, the third key player on this team that said, last year we didn't know what the expectation was. This year it's clear from day one.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if this is going to work out or they're going to turn on this guy at some point, but right now no one does, clearly, but it feels good to hear what they're saying. Uh, and, and, and Fields echoed that today too. Like, you know, basically he, he he is, he's trying to sidestep throwing Matt Nagy under the bus, but he's also like just doing it at the same time too. Like, you know, was it, was, were you not, were you put in a bad position however it was put last year? Was I put in a bad position? Well, I, you know, I can't really say, but you know, I love football in essence, so I, I learned from it, and and hopefully that'll help me. It, you know, Sometimes we're always gonna be put in
2: a bad position. I still just gotta do my job. Like oh, so yeah, you were put in a bad position. Got it.
1: The Gaines Report coming at us from St. Lucia. Gaines Report that we appreciate you. Uh, indeed. Uh, uh, we might maybe we can do the show someday from St. Lucia. That would be sweet. But you 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 indeed Gaines Report. You 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 are you are very much on fire. Um, all right. So tomorrow, day one of practice, they, they can't have pads until August 1st. So the first four practices, they're not going to be in pads. Uh, I'm not sure if tickets are still available. If people want to come on out to Alice Hall. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. The bleachers are up. They're ready to go. But uh, I'm, I, the, the biggest, oh, the biggest story tomorrow is like who's going to be there and who's not. So Roquan was in the building. Robert Quinn was in the building. Do we think that Rob's going to be on the practice field tomorrow? I do. I think Rob's going to be on the practice field tomorrow. Interestingly, during the press
2: conference, Paul said, hey, we don't have anybody that's going to be on Pup List or anything like that. He left. He comes back downstairs, and then he says, hey, guys. He kind of huddles us all up. He's like, listen, I told you guys that nobody's going to be on Pup. Nobody," And and he's like, that's not true, right? He's like, I shouldn't have said that. I should have waited until we got through checking everybody in. There are going to be guys on it. And so to be interesting, he didn't he didn't say who, but clearly in that short time from the time he left the podium to the time he came back into our room, he found out that somebody is going to be on this list. And so we'll wait and see who that is, if that's going to be Quinn, if it's going to be, you know, Roque, whomever it's going to be, we'll find that out tomorrow. Um, but I thought that was interesting because he didn't – he didn't seem to know it when he sat down. He said, "No, nobody's going to be on there." He came back to this credit. I'll give him credit for that. He came back down there on his own and said, "Hey, I was wrong. It's not true. There are going to be wanted, but we won't tell you till tomorrow."
1: It was kind of a weird human moment for Ryan. Like normally, these guys that come in, they get, they sit behind the desk, they look very professional. He just walked in, like just and just kind of relaxed, and it, it just felt he's felt way more human in that moment than any other moment that I've experienced with polls. So, Puff for people do who don't know. For my diehard uh, audio podcasters out there, physically unable to perform, cannot play, not not healthy to play. Um, so, yeah, I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who it is. I don't feel like that should be Robert Quinn. I don't think, but uh, I, people are mentioning Al Qadine Muhammad's name around it. I, you know, I I have, I have no idea. So um, let's see. Yeah, we'll see.
2: I, I don't know why I asked Flus directly. Said who is going to take the first reps at tackle tomorrow? Uh you'll see tomorrow. Flues. Like Come on, it's not, not that big a deal. I said, listen, I know this thing is going to evolve over the course of the month. I'm not saying they're gonna go into week one, but who's taking the first team reps tomorrow? You'll see tomorrow. All right, man.
1: Whatever. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, dude. You you keep those secrets. We we got it. Um I whenever that whenever that evasive stuff comes up I always like to reference one moment in Chicago Sports Time. Scotty Pippen asks, does not want to be on the court when when Kukoch hits the game oh, winner yeah. against the Knicks. Yeah. They get the post game show afterwards or whatever the press comments afterwards. What happened with Scotty Phil? Scotty asked out of the play. We left him off the floor. Boom. Done. Simple. That's it. They go to Pippen, "Hey Scotty, uh, Phil says that you asked out of the play and that he left you off the floor. Was that what happened? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And did that ruin anyone's uh, – did, did that set up the Knicks for game four? No. It was just an honest thing. You can you can do uh, – you can speak – Hey, we're going to start tomorrow with uh Riley Reef at left tackle and, and we're going to put we're going to put Tevin Jenkins at right tackle. And and uh Lucas is going to be at center, Cody Whitehair is going to be at guard, Schofield's going to, uh Schofield's the other guard. Done. That's how we're starting. Easy. We'll see we'll see where it goes from there. Y'all y'all want to know something? There. There you go.
0: There's that isn't going to help the 49ers
1: beat you week 1. Like Right. I I mean, may, the only reason I like that I would give him for not answering it, okay, have you not told the players yet? um uh, so which is which is possible um so uh one other guy that we haven't mentioned Justin Jones was up there with Jalen Johnson today I asked him like hey dude is this the biggest spotlight you've ever had you know you are you are being you are the Larry Oaken Joby replacement you mm-hmm. you you are you were choice number 2 but you are basically a, an enormous key to this defense and he just was like yeah no 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 I'm one of 11 I he, I I you couldn't he could have stepped in there and been like, "This is an enormous opportunity for me, and I feel like, you know, if I play well, this defense is going to play well. And if I don't, then, you know, that ain't going to be great." He could have said something like that, but he just was like, "Yeah, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just one cog in the wheel here, basically."
2: I didn't like it, Carm. He was ducking <laughs> the smoke. I did not like it. Like, don't duck the smoke. You came in here. You got your contract. You are a three tech in this Tampa two, whomever, whosever version of it you want. You're three-tech in this defense. I, I said, listen, this defense is at its best when there is a dominant three-tech there. You think about the Warren Saps, the Tommy Harris of the world. Do you think you can be a disruptive force in the middle? Well, y'all we got to be disruptive. Hey, sir, I ain't asking you about everybody else. <laughs> you, I said this defense is best when the three-tech is dominant. You are the three-tech. Can you do that or not? <laughs> Duck in the smoke. I, I don't like it. I don't like it because... Warren Sat would have been like, hell yeah, I'm gonna be in the backfield all season long. Like, that's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. I need to do that so they can do this. I know it all goes together. I'm not saying that you can win the game by yourself, like like Allen Iverson taking the Sixers to the finals with Matt Geiger and Tyrone Hill. Like, I'm not saying that, right? <laughs> I'm saying, one. like, dude, the three seconds critical in this defense. You're the guy. Confident in it or not. <laughs> okay. You sound like you're ducking the smoke to me. Might not mean anything, but I don't, I don't like i don't like when you know ultimate competitors duck the smoke like that I don't like it yeah
1: you didn't mention Eric Snow and his inability to shoot on that sixers team uh, uh. yeah but but right hey, hey Justin, hey let me answer my own question for you. I am so damn excited for this opportunity i've been waiting for it for my entire career when ryan poles called me and offered me this two-year deal i couldn't have said yes fast enough and hell yes i cannot wait to have this defense follow me up front because i plan on living in the backfield in fact i called trey lance last night and told him good luck week one because we're we are gonna we are gonna become fast friends immediately so i am yes. geeked hell's yes, yes. Hey Jalen. Yeah. Hey Jalen, did you know that your job just got a whole lot easier when I showed up? Because it did. Yes. Something like you know. Uh, and then go out there and back it up, Justin. I, come on.
2: I like the John Reynolds of the world. And I'm not saying this guy has to be, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm naming guys that are all time great, you know, deep tackles in, in the John Reynolds and wars. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that this defense needs a very disruptive three tech not just a guy and i think he's just a guy and i think he knows he's just a guy and he's like yeah carm please don't tell me that i have to go out here and be great i'm just a guy like i'm just a guy like the rest of the guys and we're gonna go out there and be guys together and we'll see what happens like nah dude we need you in the backfield early and often
1: that that would have been amazing too hey dude uh I don't know if you're aware if you've lucked, looked at my numbers, but I'm just a dude. You know, you all, y'all. I know, I, I know what you all need me to be. I ain't that. So these guys better be good. I'm gonna do my part, but I'm no savior for this defense. If the, the savior, his body fell apart, and right. that twenty along with his twenty-six million. And you had a savior, by the way, uh, in Akeem. He's playing in Tampa, and he's breaking down. So. Y'all called – I'm like, you know, option I'm like, D. I'm like, I'm like
2: the girl you asked the prom right before the prom. Like, hey, you got something to do today? Come go to prom with me. Like, I didn't have a dress ready for this. I didn't do my makeup and my hair. Like, just take me as I am. Like, don't think I'm coming here to be the bell of the ball. I'm not that. I'm, I'm, I'm just here. Just here. Uh, yeah.
1: I get what and this like, defense yeah. needs. I get it. But, you know, we also could use Dan Marino at quarterback. We got our second year player who went two and eight. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. With, with, with 0.0, 0 help. I, that, that didn't mean to be a shot at you, Justin Fields. You're good. Uh, so, hey, Bears fans, this, this training camp show is going to be rolling uh, a ton. We're back tomorrow night, six o'clock. Four, four straight days of, of, uh, of, of, of practice before a, an off day on Sunday and then I'm actually uh, going to be doing this from a different location, but Herb's going to be out of camp next week as well, and then I'll be back as we keep this thing rolling. Let's go Bears. Um, let's just make predictions on the way out here. Roquan practice tomorrow, yes or no? No. I would agree. I'm, gonna, I'm coming with you on Rob. That, that is a yes. And biggest story that comes out of Training camp tomorrow. Let's make a guess at something.
2: Biggest story out of camp tomorrow. I think it'll be who who's the first five. I think that'll be the biggest story that you hear about the most. Who's the first five up front? I don't I don't know if there's gonna be I don't know. Like I don't know, I don't know if there's anything I would be surprised by. There's just a lot of options, but because there's so many, nobody really knows how the thing is gonna kind of formulate itself. So I, I'm most interested to see who's going to be that first five up front. So I think that'll probably be the biggest story. God forbid there's an injury or some other kind of thing we don't know about yet. But other than that, all things being considered, I think that um, that 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 first five will be probably the biggest story coming out.
1: I'm going fingers crossed that we get to hear uh, from Robert Quinn tomorrow. That would be amazing. Oh, that would be so great. That would be, be so, so great, great if we talk to Rob tomorrow. <laughs> Rob being Rob is the hashtag. I love that you tweeted that out.
2: Rob being <laughs> Rob is going to be like – my new hashtags Rob and Rob.
1: Yeah. Rob and and I, I've never experienced it in person. So I, I'm just hoping if it's not tomorrow, just in the next four days, but not, not when I'm gone for a couple of days. Like, give me give me give me some Rob up front and let's let's find out why you didn't go to Minicamp. Let's just talk about how yeah, I just didn't feel like I didn't why you know what's he gonna say? Hey Robert, Robert, great to see you. Welcome back. Uh why tell tell <laughs> us for real why 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 didn't you uh why'd you show up for minicamp?
2: I, you know, I was taking care of my body, you know, just getting myself together and, uh, you know, it's time to roll now. I'm I'm here and, you know, getting my teammates,
1: play ball. Hey, Rob, people have said that you just want to play for a contender. Uh, Is that true? Were you you kind of looking to be on a team that was at least more guaranteed to be in the playoffs than, than this team is?
2: Listen, you know, you play where you play. You know, I, I play for the Bears. I'll play for the Bears. Why? 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 We should, we should be contenders. We should come and, and be contenders That's about. I mean, so, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can contend, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm here and ready to roll. What do you know about Matt
1: Eberflus? Who? Uh, that'd be the, <laughs> <laughs> Bears, the Bears head coach, Rob. The, the oh, guy with oh, the, the, the flowing hair—he yeah, no, he was in no, Indy. He's a, he's a defensive guy. Do you like having a defensive guy for your head coach? Yeah, no. I, I, I met, met him out in the hall a minute
2: ago, and seems like a nice guy. And I you know, always, you know, strap him up
1: and and, and and be ready to go. Rob, have you? Do you have any idea how much money is in your bank account? My what? Your bank account? Like, do you have a bank account with Chase or uh, I don't know? First National oh, Bank. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, have, I have heard something about that. Um, uh, you know, I heard, you know, there's, there's, there's. I think I got a couple dollars. You know, I, you know, I. Listen, I got, I got a house, and you know, my family's eating, and you know, I think, you know, I think it's, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay.
1: Rob, can the Bears win the Super Bowl this year?
2: If yeah, we win it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right, Rob. If you do win it, you can win it. I got it. I appreciate you, Rob. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Talk to y'all later. Yeah. Rob <laughs> Quinn, ladies and gentlemen. Herb, good to be with you. Come back, everybody, tomorrow. We'll see you at six o'clock and uh, day one of camp. Hopefully, we'll hey, and hopefully we'll see some peeps out there. If you if you if you see us, say hi. I'd love to love. Please to do. A hand Please say and, hi. To, I I was on the. You know, I I. I'm, I'm trying to strategize this, these, these gas prices in my time. And I'm, I'm not exactly sure what my plan is going to be because it took me forever on the train today. And I got on the wrong damn train. Like I didn't oh, know shit. that there's, there's two Metro stops in Lake forest. One oh, goes no, no, to no. union station. One goes to Ogilvy. I wanted the one that went to Ogilvy. I'm on the one going to union, which that was a whole thing, but I'm, I'm on that train. And, and, and uh, the conductor, big fan of the show. Can you believe that? Really? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I'm love I'm, it. I'm sitting up there and he's just like, he's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 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 like 10 stops in. You know, I'm thinking, do I try to hide from the conductor here and get this free train ride? No, 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 man. Your integrity is not worth that. And you're gonna tell this guy exactly where you got on. So he comes up, he looks up to me, and I'm it's like we're, uh going all the way, all the way, where, all, all the way to Union Station. Where'd you get on? Lake Forest. And he looks at me, he's like, Mark Carmen? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, th- I think it was Matthew. Yes, sir, Matthew. Uh, Famous, yeah. And he's like, and so we got a Dwindy fan, and uh, you know, we talked Bears for a good, you know, ten minutes on the on the drive home. So there it was. Now, Carl, uh, you put up, you put up a lot of, you put
2: up a lot of stats in this city in this sports game, man. All jokes aside, like you've you've done a whole whole lot. I'm sure you know that, but you know, I just want to commend um, you. all of all of the the. Celt up on the wall, man. You've you've done you've done a lot, man, and it's 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 it should be recognized. So that's good.
1: Uh I appreciate your herb. Thank you for saying that. It's been been a blessing to uh be in the space. So let's let's keep it rolling. And uh Everest says that you need to sign uh, our our guy who's our mascot. We haven't brought in the mascot in a while. But uh, he says you need to sign up for Second City. So there we go. And, and, and Candace is loving the show, too. I love it. I was going to go all night with uh, Rob questions. But I, can't, I cannot wait to play some actual real Robert Quinn audio on this show. So hopefully it happens tomorrow. And did Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn report today? And... In- Will they practice? So on my way down here I was I was told they're here
0: this program was recorded on tape for a live audience and you expect them to practice as
1: usual if they're here uh, right now you know we're going through the check-in process um, that's by noon and we'll kind of take it one step at a time with that. I, was, I was told they're here my feelings for roquan don't change at all Mm -hmm. i love the player and the person Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm just not gonna talk about contracts and and all that so i wanted to just make sure we addressed it though that in terms of my feelings for for him nothing changes Mm -hmm. I love the player and the person.